Now. Okay. Hi, welcome to the Closet Chronicles. This is Ivanya Easley. I am the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. This podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry, talking with other fashion professionals as they share their journey, their story, how they started advice they have for you if you are starting or going and scaling your business and today we have a special guest she's going to introduce herself and tell us all about her business welcome thank you for joining us i appreciate you oh my gosh i i'm excited to be here with you um for your listeners and those who might not know who i am i'm solita roberts at the founder of salt impact so i'm excited to have this conversation i know we've connected a couple of times and see each other in person and i'm gonna definitely share how we connect but yeah excited for this thanks for having me no, definitely. Thank you for joining um, in today. And Selena is an amazing stylist as well, just as I am a stylist. And I love to talk with other stylists because we all run our business slightly different. And even though we are in the same industry, I'm a big believer and there's a room for all of us. So there is no competition as far as not wanting to have other stylists on the platform. So hence, that's why I've invited you. Um, I love relationships with other stylists. Only other stylists know what we go through in dealing with clients and stores and designers and all of the things. So give us some background. How did you get started? What made you become a stylist and how did you get into the business? Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm, I'm, go I'm going to try and not give the long story and give the short story. <laughs> give the short story in this. Um, it, it was back in, so I'm originally from Antigua and Barbuda, which is in the Caribbean. And I, I was one of those persons who worked in, in banking, and I know you worked in banking as well, in finance. And you yes. know, you have that corporate uniform, yeah, that yeah, navy yeah. blue and white and gray, like that really dull, boring. Yeah, I had that uniform in, in my banking life, and I hated it. Like, I absolutely hated that uniform. So every opportunity that I got, when I looked at the uniform, I was like, ah, don't look like I'm representing myself to the best. I started to wear my own clothes um, just keeping in line with the professional look, keeping in line with, you know, the banking dress code, but definitely adding my own personality and flair to that. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of persons are like, oh, you really look nice. And, you know, you get the, the typical comments when you, you put yourself well together. But what I found is that by me doing that, I was defining who I am and how I want to show up in the space. We call that personal yeah. branding today. Um, and so it just really connected me with the growth and that I wanted to go on, where I wanted to see my career. And so when I moved here to Atlanta, it was one of those things like, what do I want to do with my life? I know for sure I did not want to go into banking again. Like I'm like, yeah. no, nope, I think I have a creative bone. I can't draw. I can't color. I can't sing. What can I do? And so I'm like, why not tap into, um, you know, styling? Because it's something that personally, as I said, allow me to not only feel confident, but grow within my career because I, then I started growing up a little bit more. And so part of the journey of trying to find me and reinvent who I am, it was going through that process of tapping into the skill that I already have and that I have a passion for. And I know you were one of the persons that I connected with in 2019. We had yes. that conversation at, at Lola where I was like, okay, yes, I was about <laughs> yeah, I was like, tell me about the scene here and you know what it takes. And so first, I mean, 
I think I said it to you at that time, but I've never actually said it, had the opportunity to say it publicly, which ties into exactly what you're talking today. You know, like, yeah, we're all stylists, but we do things differently, but it doesn't mean that we can't connect and collaborate and encourage each other. And I yeah. want to say publicly, I appreciated you just even taking the time and having that discussion with me. So thanks for that. Yeah, definitely. And I'm glad to see like you took that conversation along with the skills you already had and whoever else you talk to and work with to just go ahead and get started and build this amazing business that you have. Because I do see you, even though we don't get to see each other as often in person, we see each other online and I see you doing your thing. So it's just nice to see other people, you know, being consistent and staying persistent and staying the course to actually be able to make it happen in real life. <laughs> yeah, it, it does definitely take some work, um, you know, getting it done. And like you say, it's with everything, like we all can do the same thing, but do it differently. Right. Yeah. And I personally don't think there's, we should be competing because we all have different ways of approaching. I know you're big on, you know, the virtual and, and getting into like the fashion world deep into Atlanta fashion and just looking at the way you're using technology to influence fashion and bring that in. It's like, that's amazing. And I can look at that and what you're doing and say, you know, I really support that. I really love what you're doing. And on the other end, I'm doing it differently. Right. I'm, I'm on that aspect of really women and, uh, empowerment through style and like how can yes. we take control of our narrative yes we're both doing it the same way empowering our clients to show up yes. and be themselves but we're adding our own personal flair and touch to it or how we do that so it's just great to see that at the end of the day it's like you can do it and we can do it all together exactly i mean it's just like restaurants because i love to eat at one restaurant doesn't mean i don't love to eat at another one there's enough room for everybody to you know work and have clients and still support each other where we can and be friendly and all the things. So I love it. Yeah. Um, so now that you, you know, you're, you're doing your thing, you, you started, you left corporate, started empowering women. Uh, do you work with men as well? Uh, no, I, I specifically work with women. I didn't want to say empowering women. You'd be like, wait a minute, I work with men too. So empowering yeah. women. So now that you have started the business, what do you feel like is a common myth that people have about our industry um, that you would like to debunk? Oh, it's, it's, it's just a, what we see every day because we associate fashion and stylists with, um, you know, the celebrities and we yeah. don't necessarily realize and see the benefits of as, as an individual, yeah. right. Whether or not you're running a business or you're building your personal brand in the company and the career that you have that the way you present yourself is part of your packaging is exactly. part of the market yourself. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's something that we should invest in. Right. So there's this yeah. idea that, Oh, I'll get a stylist when, um, you know, as this luxury thing, like when you can afford to live in a mansion and do all these different things, like, no, you get a stylist to help you build to what you're growing to. That's what we're there exactly. for. Exactly. So that's definitely a myth. Like, no, a stylist is not for celebrities. It's not something, it's not a facade. It's not frivolous. It's part of your personal and professional development that it should be at least. 
Exactly. Totally agree with that. Along with the when you lose weight, because you can look good at every size. So it's like exactly lose weight to uh, get your stylist. Yeah, yeah. I hear that all the time. It's like, oh, when I lose weight, it's like, okay, so you so you look bad until you lose weight. So <laughs> exactly. It's like no, you because you you should love yourself regardless. You know whatever exactly. size you have. And dress in a way that you feel confident and allows you to show up in the spaces. Because if you're waiting to reach this goal, in the meantime, you're not showing up in the spaces that you're supposed to be in. You're not feeling confident because you're like, oh, my size, I'm not at the ideal weight, so I can't go to the... It's like, no. If you start dressing for the person that you are today and where you want to go, it doesn't matter what your size is. Like, exactly. Let's start that. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally agree. Um, what do you feel like is one of the most important lessons you've learned thus far in building your business? Oh my gosh, patience, <laughs> community. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Like I can list them all, but I think the most important thing for me, at least, and everybody is different, right? The way they handle the journey that they're on. I think the most important thing for me was believing in myself um just staying consistent and knowing that i don't have to because that's the world we live in and we see it too much on social media and we get on social media and we start comparing ourselves it's like oh my gosh this person is doing this and this person is doing that why am i not doing you know having the same level of success and i always have to remind myself i'm like i'm coming from a different space different place i'm building and i'm not going to compare myself to someone because i have no idea what your um you know capital is like in terms of human capital in terms of financial capital in terms of connection like i'm not going to do that i'm like i look at where i'm at in my journey and build from that and start focusing on me and where i want to go and look at you know, other persons like yourself in business and say, oh, you know what? You've been doing it. You've been staying consistent. So the key definitely is to stay consistent. And once oh, I'm consistent, I will get to where I want to go. Exactly. And the other thing is when we look at other people's journey, when we're looking at people's journey, we don't know where they're at. Like, oh, I'm looking at your journey. And if you're at step two and they're at step 20, of course, there's going to be differences so it's like you don't always know, like you said, even the human capital or capital or background or where somebody is in their journey. Because when we see on social media is what we see presently. We don't know where they started, when they started, how long they've been doing things. So we can't really be comparing journeys when everybody's at a different place in their own journey. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's that's a lot what happened. And not just, you know, just, just in business. We see that with the clients that we work with, right? They're comparing yeah. their journey and their progress to someone else that they see showing up differently. It's like, oh my gosh, I wish I can show up like that. It's like, show up for yourself. Like, how do yeah. you want to show up and stay yeah. focused on that? Yes, most definitely. Totally agree with that. What do you feel like is a good personality trait to have for what we do? Uh, I think you have to not be judgmental. Um, you have to remove that mass of, because the clients that we're working with, they already have, you know, certain, um, issues and challenges that they're internalizing and that yeah, they're yeah. dealing with is whenever you're talking to your clients is being empathetic and being able to understand, even though you may not relate to where they're coming from and what they're sharing with you, but look at it from that lens of this is what this person is feeling and whether or not we agree or not, it's like, this is how they're feeling and finding ways in which we can assure them that yes, this is the way you're feeling. However, 
let's do the work, whether or not there's some internal work that needs to be done, whether or not there's some external work, but just guiding them along that journey of getting more connected to who they are. And that comes from us removing any type of judgment. It's like, I, like, I don't do the negative self-talk or negative talk to my customers, uh, clients. Like, even if you see the way I post my content on, on LinkedIn or on Instagram, it's never that content where it says, Oh, you suck. This, you suck. This is why your style will never like, I don't like that. I feel like you don't either. Exactly. You're bringing the kind of known, like, you know, very devil was Prada, very, not inclusive and you know snobby or you can't sit with us so i definitely feel the same way like you want to encourage people and make them feel good regardless of what they have going on not berate them into good style but encourage them into it exactly exactly i think i think because i i talk about my like my own journey we don't know what people are going through right you may think that you are attracting the clients that you want and again everybody have their own way of approaching their business and how they're doing everything but for me it's like what do i want that person when they land on my business when they land on that coast what do i want them to get from it and i certainly don't want them to feel worse about themselves that they're already feeling want them to see that okay it is possible and it's just a matter of me um you know just reframing the way that i think about myself the thing where i I show up and just kind of that positive energy yes i think that's for me that's way better than negative yeah yeah, what the the approach other persons use but to each his own as they say yes no definitely agree definitely agree uh, what's a piece of advice you would give someone that's trying to start or grow their business? Uh, um, let's see. That's kind of a tough one. I think, I think it's kind of like personal, like where you are as an individual. And then, you know, most of this, I'm just pulling from where I was in my journey, you know, being new to, in, to the U S and just rebuilding, don't have a community, don't have, like, I didn't have a network or anything like that. So I focus heavily on building a community and network. So I build my brand focus on that more so than focusing on getting the clients. Yes. And again, everybody is different, but because of my journey, being new to the space, uh, being new to the country, i spend a lot of time. I made it, I made a couple of decisions. First of all, in terms of platform choice, I started on Instagram and Instagram was burning me out. I wasn't feeling (laughs) motivated. I wasn't feeling very encouraged being on the platform because again, the information that was popping up on my feed didn't encourage me to keep going. Right. And the, 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 the clients that I was looking for, um, and how I wanted to pre- build my brand. I was like, okay, Instagram is not the place for me. Um, yeah. And so I made a conservative effort to go over on LinkedIn and that's where I built my my community and that's where I built my brand and what I'm known for. And so yeah. it's just focusing on what do you need right now to build your business that if you've already had you know you already have a strong network you have a strong connection base people that you can tap for speaking engagements referral clients whatever it is then what is the other thing that you need to make your business work to push your business forward and then work on that thing so for me starting out that was definitely building a community building my personal brand and making the decision as to which platform will serve me best in doing that I love that. I love that. That's a great idea. On top of the fact there's a gazillion platforms, 
Um, and they've made new ones since they built the originals, Facebook, yep. and Instagram. Mm -hmm. So it's like trying to determine, do I maintain all of them? Where do I really focus on my energy? Because it can get to be chaotic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like you, you, you tap into like going back, like, what do you want to be known for? You know, people, we always we say this to our, to our clients. It's like, like, how do you want to show up? What do you want people to yeah. take away from you? It's the same with your brand when you're building it as a, as an entrepreneur. It's like, what do you want to be known for? Who are the, who are the uh, clients that you want to attract? What are the opportunities that you're looking for? And then of yeah. course, choose a platform that best suits that. And one that you have the energy for, I do not have the energy for the TikToks and and the Instagram. And so while I'm on those platforms, yeah. I am not as active as I am on LinkedIn because LinkedIn yeah. taps into my energy source. Like it gives me yeah. different options in creating content. I can do long form written content without a picture. I can post a picture. I can post, uh, you know, an article. There's so many options available for me. And that worked for me because I could not just do, you know, on Instagram, you're either posting photos, videos, or you're posting like a square with some written content, like graphic yeah, that you yeah. created. I was like, no, that's not going to work for me. I need to yeah. tap in where I can write and do a little bit more of the things that makes I, sense. yeah, makes sense yeah. for me. So, yeah. I love that. What is one of your favorite productivity hacks as an entrepreneur? Oh, oh my gosh. I think the one that... <laughs> The one that I have to remind myself, because as an entrepreneur, you know, we we say, oh, I'm leaving my nine to five so I can have more time for myself and do all the things. Exactly. Exactly. It's putting me on my schedule, putting me in terms of what I want to do. It's like, OK, so I may have a hectic week this week and may not be able to do that self-care. I don't put self-care as a thing to do, but it's more so of if I don't take care of myself, then I'm not going to be able to show up in my business. So productivity is for me, it's scheduling my breaks, my lunch, as if I was working for someone. It's just that I have more flexibility. Like I don't have to schedule it at the same time every day for the same amount of time. Like I can do it different days, different time, different amount. It's about just scheduling time just to walk away and just to yeah. sit down if I have to. And I think that has helped me, right? That has helped me really like get back. Like I recharge in a way so that I can get back to, okay, what's on my to-do list as opposed to sitting on my computer or going out and spending all day out and not, you know, taking any time to recharge. So yeah. that's, that's something I would definitely encourage any entrepreneur to do. Put you on your schedule as well. <laughs> Yes, most definitely. I have to do that on a regular basis because if not, you could just get overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. I see you. I see you. All of the things. <laughs> I'm like, look at us taking flights. I'm like, yep, that's definitely goals right there. I see you. I see you traveling. I see you doing it. And that's part of how you get your energy. And that's part of how you become better at what you're doing. So exactly. kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. Yes. No, I mean, everybody has to do, you know, what works for them. If the travel's not people staying, maybe it's spas or maybe it's reading or maybe it's just disconnecting. Whatever it is, though, you got to find the time to do it. And of course, when you very first start your business, it's a lot easier when it's not as busy in your business. But once your business is full-fledged going and you're managing people and teams, yeah. then it is a little bit like, okay, where do I find the time because as a business owner it's not like it's just nine to five per se if a client hits you at six or seven mm -hmm. are you going to reply to them or are you going to wait till nine o'clock the next day so you know it's just exactly. about 
Exactly. And that's why, and that's why when you can, you schedule that time for you, however you want to spend exactly. that energy for when those, you know, those longer days and nights do come up. Exactly. Totally agree. Um, Cause I forgot, I dropped the ball on that in September, but I'm doing much better in October. So well, awesome. That's good. Um, what are you, uh, oh, I don't know. My next question is, do you have um, mentors and how important or unimportant do you feel mentorship is? It's everything. It's, it's, it is everything because when you have all these conversations with yourself happening in your head, yes, you will not get where you want to go. Like I can have all these great ideas and have all these things that I want to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm going it over in my head. But if you have someone that you can really talk things out, it's like, okay, this is, this is what I was thinking. This is where I was going with this. Um, what are your thoughts? And that person better be able to guide you. And so you don't spend all that time spinning your wheels. They, you know, they help you to, okay, no, you're trying to focus on 20 different things right now, right? Because we can come up with ideas on the fly, like, oh yeah, this is a good one. And that one's a good one, but we don't have to execute them all. And they all may not be relevant in that time. So it's like that mentor can help you stay focused, uh, stay on track. And it's just someone that has been through you know, their own experience and they have, um, you know, things that they would have experienced before, whether or not that person is an entrepreneur or just being, um, you know, building their career or whatever they're doing in their, yeah, in their, yeah. in their professional life that they can pass on to you. But more than anything, I think for me, a mentor helps me to stop spinning my wheels or, and, or say, you know what, so later you've been saying you want to do this for a while. I think it's time you pull the trigger on that. I love that. I love that. Now, do you find um, that you have one mentor or you have mentors in different areas of your business to help you? Like maybe there's one that is about, you know, the mindset versus operations or finance or anything of that nature. Like how do you, I guess, in that way, one, find mentors um, and how would you suggest to the audience that's listening how they find mentors? So like for me, example, a lot of business coaches some of them have become mentors mm-hmm. sometimes it's just organically out meeting people starting conversations when you follow up and get to know people build yeah. a relationship and find out what they've done and then you they end up becoming a, a mentor that way so how, how would you navigate that for somebody who is like hey you know what i want to find a mentor to help me not even necessarily just because of fashion because at the end of the day we're still running a business behind yeah. the craft but more about you know, how do you get somebody to help you? Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. I know a lot of us, you know, we're out here and we're trying to connect with people and it's like, uh, it's the, you know, this person have the time and, you know, you go through that back and forth. For me, I, in terms of my mentors, I have mentors for different things. Um, you know, I have someone who I can just, do the whole ugly crying I'm like oh my yes. god things are not working I, I don't need a solution i just need at that point okay. just there that's my that's my ugly cry vent person too it's like yes. okay and i get that out my system and i pick myself up because i know exactly what i'm supposed to be doing but in this moment i just wanted to cry or whatever yes. it is. so i have that person who has that you know that moral support there for me and then of course i have someone like okay business-wise like what do i want to do and when to execute and when to do certain things um yeah you know and so anyone that's if you're looking for a mentor i would say because mentors can be 
one thing I, I must say, we tend to think, oh, mentors can only be like people that we know or we connected to. Like mm-hmm. I literally have, I would say I have mentors online that I look at the way they, um, Me too. I've not personal friends. I don't know them, but I just like how they move or what I know about them and are the books or whatever gems yeah. they're dropping. Exactly. Exactly. So I would say, I would say that's a great place to start. It's like just finding a couple of people that align with you. Alignment is key. It's not just following anybody on, you know, these social platforms and just kind of like listening to them. It's alignment. It's like, does their message align with you? I'm going to give you an example of someone that I consider her my mentor on a virtual, in a virtual space, because we haven't like, spoken and say hey can you be my mentor and talk yeah. about it? just the alignment that's Brittany and cole for career tribe uh career thrivers like i love the way that she presents herself i love the conversations that she has i love the way that um you know just gr- keeping me grounded sometimes i hit on one of her videos i'm like yep i needed that word today yeah. <laughs> so so I consider her a mentor. Yeah, we haven't officially done anything in that vein, but I look at the way she presents herself and the alignment is there. And I do have like mentors that I connect with. So for yeah. you know, for those persons listening, it's like, oh, I want a mentor, I want someone to keep me focused, whether or not that's on my mindset, whether or not that's on business strategies, like determine what you want a mentor on. And don't just reach out to someone. If you do decide that you want an actual person to speak with and have some time with, don't just randomly I think I used to be like disturbed when people say that. It's like, oh, don't just reach out to me and just ask me. I think I'm just like I'm like but it does actually make sense if you want to get someone's attention and really show that they should invest their time in you. Cause that's basically what you're asking that person to do. Yes. You have to show that you're willing to one, like what have you done for yourself first? Yeah. Right. Like do some of the work where that's establishing your business, that's having conversations and building yeah. your brand, that's doing some work. So when you go to that individual, it's like, okay, Here's where I'm struggling. I'm struggling with marketing my business. This is what I've done so far. I love what you're doing. Um, it just kind of like having conversations like, oh, what are some strategies that you've um, adopted to help you grow your brand or get your conversation, yeah. get your message out? It's just kind of like having those conversations, but don't just do it by just hitting, you know, love you, hitting you in your, in your inbox and say, oh, I see you're doing amazing work. Can I, can you be my mentor? One of the things when I reached out to you, I was trying to find a message that I sent you and to see exactly what I sent. I think I just kind of like told you that I just moved and I just wanted to have a conversation. I wasn't looking for you to be my mentor. It was like, you know, just one to have a person who's in the industry to talk to and you were open to that. So I appreciate that a hundred percent, but just kind of like doing that, you have to do some work and go to that person with, a direction as to where you want to go and of course how are you going to be able if you do want that person to give you their time how can you be a resource to them as well yes now totally agree because like you said it is a time factor people are busy and the more successful that they are the more busy they are mm-hmm. they may not always have that availability and so being able which is you know part of the reason i even did this created this podcast is because i can't talk to every single person either but yep. it's like, hey, you can listen and hear not only my journey, but other people's journey and hopefully get something from it so that you feel like, hey, I got to learn something without having to actually talk to either one of them 
um, you know, in person or, um, you know, personally one-on-one because there's not really enough time in the day to accommodate everybody that might want to have a conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I'm always open and that's something I, I have to remind myself as well, because, uh, you know, someone like you took my call, took my, um, you know, gave me time to show up and speak to you. So it's just as something as well I'm mindful of. It's like, yeah, if that person genuinely reached out to me and it's like, and asked me questions or it's like, oh, can I make coffee? If I do have the time, I'll do it. Um, or sharing yeah, resources. I feel well too. I've met some great people that way. Matter of fact, my current assistant, that's how I met her. Cause she reached out and was like, hey, I love what you're doing. I love to intern, whatever. She started as an intern and then I ended up hiring her as an assistant. So yeah. You yeah. never know. <laughs> and, and that's it. You ask for what you want. Just make sure that, you know, you, you're not just going in, you know, you, you know, those random cold messages that you get. It's like, Hey, I love what you do. Can I? And it's like, yes. you, even, you know, like, can we like, can we like finesse it a little bit? More? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. love straight shooters. I do love straight shooters, but it's, it's, it's how you ask for things. Yes. And, and, you know, like, what have you done I'm honestly wondering, but you have to show me that you've, you're, you're doing something for yourself as well. I'm not yes. going to have to build the whole thing, but I'm going to guide you in how to build it based on my experience, yes. but you at least got to put some roots down. Yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. It's all about how you approach anybody, really, not even just with mentorship, but with anything, mm-hmm. the sale, the sponsorship, you know, whatever it is, um, it's definitely in the approach for sure. Um, and now we're going to get ready to wind it down. So I only have like one, two last major questions. And this question is because different people learn different ways. I'm going to ask you and you can pick which category. If you have something for each category, great. But if you don't, that's fine. What okay. are three books or movies or podcasts that you would recommend to someone who is listening that wants to start or grow their business? Oh my gosh. I, you know, we did not discuss questions and anything like that. And when you start, when you started that, I was, I start looking back at my bookshelf that's close to me and I have a couple of books that's literally in like my office space here. And I was like, oh, I think that's what she's going to ask me. Let's see. Um, so, uh, let's see. I do have one of the books that I'm like, the books that I have here is the ones that I reread and kind of like pull out so there is this book called Essentialism by Greg. I'm not going to try and pronounce his last name because I use Google Translate to pronounce names sometimes when I'm really bad at it. You're I'm going to spell that last name for you. It's M-C-K-E-O-W-N. Okay. That's his last name. That's I highly recommend that book, um, Essentialism, because it teaches you how to shift your focus um, making like doing life, as he said, doing life a little better, less, but better. That's the, you know, we don't want to be running 10 different, uh, pulling ourselves in 10 different directions and not staying centered and then losing, you know, the energy and focus on what we're doing, but it's just doing less, but doing it better. You're not being awful at it. Um, that's a book that I would recommend. Let's see. I'm a, this is not, yeah, I, I definitely can't share any like shows because I am a comedy junkie. So <laughs> I don't think those, I don't think, I, I guess, I guess you can take some business lessons from it in that don't take yourself so seriously, right? Just, 
just have have fun um especially if part of your business that you want to do is to is to speak and do workshops and presentations something yeah. that i've learned from doing that and i guess i can take that as a lesson from watching comedy is just relaxing and just having fun with the presentation and just because yeah. if you're having fun if you're looking like you know you you're enjoying the the presentation and talking to the audience, then they are receiving you in that way. And so you have a really amazing experience. And so, yeah, those are the two things I would say. It's like, don't take yourself so seriously, have fun, whatever you're doing, because it comes out in your style as well, the way you work with your clients, because you more you can have fun, the more you experiment, the more you push your clients to uh, come out of their comfort zone. And of course, essentialism, definitely recommend reading that book. Awesome. No, I love that. And I mean, that makes a great point. At the end of the day, you're connecting with people, whether that be your clients, the audience, your your network, your social media followers, and you got to be able to connect with people. So there are plenty of other people that like comedy. I like Abbott Elementary. I like some comedy shows as well. So my thing is you can connect with people just because y'all have a favorite show. Um, I connect with people who love to travel. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to um, Egypt or I'm going here. Oh, well, yeah, I've been there. Let me give you some. And you just build on whatever connection that you can build with somebody. So it doesn't always have to be something super deep. Yeah. Uh, you connect with people because people are people. You just want to connect. Exactly. And we have, you know, when you start talking to people, you realize that, you won't have everything in common, but there's exactly. something, and it doesn't have to be fashion. Exactly. Something like, it, like maybe I shared the book, and someone is like, "Yeah, I read that book, and that's really good." And now I'm connected to them, or exactly. it's like understanding how I use the fact that I love watching comedy and not taking yeah, myself right. seriously when I'm doing a presentation. Like, I don't want to be that serious, stiff person. Yeah, I want right. to have fun and be a lot like I'm animated with my hands and everything. So yes, it's I mean, part of how I present myself and how I show up. So it makes it the connection more genuine because I'm exactly. being authentic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Now, do you have anything coming up you'd like to share? Um, this does go live. I will tag you so you can promote it and for people to listen and all the things. Oh, yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, specifically in terms of what's coming up. So I'm still, you know, it, we're going fall, winter working with, um, you know, one-on-one clients in, um, you know, going through that process of identifying what their personal style is and really connecting who they are and being more comfortable in who they are and what they want to wear and controlling that narrative, especially um, for women and uh, black women specifically, it's like owning our narrative and how we show up. So I do have, uh, you know, space on my calendar for that. Um, But one of the things that I'm really pushing this, especially this, this, as we wrap up 2023 and not having persons wait until 2024 is getting into companies and doing more workshops and speaking engagements. Cause that's really fun. And you do realize what in a group setting that the challenges that you may think is just related just to you. is like, there are other people in that room that's experiencing the same thing. And if we all can collaboratively, you know, come together and, and see that we're not alone and see like, Hey, we all want, to feel great in our bodies we all want to show up as our best self whatever that is for us and working it as a group that's amazing so that's definitely something i'm putting it out there more speaking engagements with corporations and organizations I love it. <laughs> same, same over here i did a lot of them this year as well as just working with corporations from the fashion mm-hmm. show production perspective so definitely feel that as well 
um, this last quarter is really all about preparing for next quarter at this yep. point. I pretty much have this rest of the year wrapped up as far as all the jobs that I'm going to do. And like you said, working with our private clients to make sure that yep. they're good for the rest of the year. So thank you again for taking time to chat with me. I appreciate it. 